You're about to view an episode of Sites on EdTech, Zanikedli Ventures interview series with people from the education technologies world. I'm your host, Luigi Morino, and in this episode, I interviewed Andrew Hutton, CEO of Day One, an EdTech company rethinking how to provide first-time entrepreneurs with the training, support, and connections they need to successfully launch and grow their businesses. Day One is a Zanichelli Venture portfolio company, so we definitely believe in their mission to empower the next generation of entrepreneurs. Here is the interview. So I'm very happy to be speaking to Andrew today. Thank you for joining us, Andrew. Luigi, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. So first of all, could you explain what Day One is? Absolutely, absolutely. So Day One is a, first and foremost, a community for founders. Uh, we focus on entrepreneurship really broadly, right? Um, tech entrepreneurs, small businesses, side hustles. We really think entrepreneurship is exploding. So it's a community for all kinds of entrepreneurs focused on the learning and the leveling up and the growth of, of you as a founder. Um, you know, we, we, we see that as the building blocks to building successful businesses. Um, and it's very much the, the, the way that we think you know, we can support and impact, you know, millions of entrepreneurs. Okay, that's very interesting and something that is uh, certainly in high demand. Uh, can you give us a breakdown of all the services that Day One can provide? Absolutely. So, like I said, Day One's first and foremost a community, right? We, we've launched our fellowship. We launched our fellowship about um, a year and a half ago in the summer of 2020. Um, it was right as the pandemic uh, was sort of kicking into high gear. Everyone was going remote. And you can imagine the first need that people had as they were figuring out what's my next thing, you know, people were getting shifted to remote work, losing their jobs. Um, as entrepreneurship became the thing, um, we created a space, right? And so community and connecting with peers when you are remote, when you're not necessarily in San Francisco or New York um, is the first foremost thing, right? Getting connected with, with just talented, you know, like-minded people is a game changer for somebody who's just starting into entrepreneurship, who's maybe switching careers, leaving a college and they had a accounting degree. Like how do you get embedded into entrepreneurship? So community is honestly first and the first thing, right? It's the thing entrepreneurs need. It's the thing we, we built first. Um, but around that and really kind of infusing into that is this idea of how do you learn to be an entrepreneur? Like I love just sitting with that question and just, just like thinking about how did you learn to be an entrepreneur? How did you, like, if you just ask random people who are entrepreneurs, they'll probably tell you that it was, it was a very ad hoc experience. They might've worked at startups. They probably were part of an ecosystem or bubble, um, but that's not really replicatable at scale, right? That's not how you can, that's not how we're gonna educate an entrepreneurial economy, right? We can't just have apprenticeships inside of small startups. Yeah. And so what we've built, what we're now calling sprints are these uh, tightly focused learning journeys where you, you both learn the, the hard stuff and the soft stuff of like core entrepreneurial topics. So whether that's user research uh, or validation testing, shipping MVPs, things like fundraising, everything you need to learn, right? Um, it's my kind of like philosophy that, you know, entrepreneurship is one, kind of the act of wearing a dozen hats at once and having to be very good at all of them when you weren't trained in any of them. And so we're here to fill all those gaps. So it's really twofold. It's community first, uh, uh, education second, um, 
And I guess if there was a third thing, it's really about connecting the broader ecosystem. So when you join day one, um, you know, we've, you know, myself, my co-founder Rahul, and really everyone who joins the day one team is plugged into the entrepreneurial ecosystem, the sort of existing kind of ecosystem. And we love connecting folks from the day one worlds into the broader world, right? So whether that's the VCs or to service providers, to the lawyers, to the agencies, um, we have that broader ecosystem connected into our tighter ecosystem. So it's really that like core community, the education, and then the broader introduction to the ecosystem that sort of makes day one what it is. Let's delve a little bit into the sprints. Um, how many sprints are you uh, currently organizing? What can you, do they have like actual names uh, for each and every one of them? Uh, yeah. Is this thing changing? Is it work, uh, being built right now? Can you, yeah, delve uh, de like into the details of the sprints? Absolutely. So it's definitely a little bit of a work in progress just because we are a startup supporting startups. Um, when we first launched day one, we launched as sort of one, everything that I just described was all crammed into one, kind of, kind of call it like a meta sprint. It wasn't really a sprint. It was closer to a marathon. It was 10 weeks long. And we learned things. We learned that it was quite a long time for entrepreneurs to be focused every day into our fellowship because heck, they have businesses to build. They have day jobs a lot of times. They have families. And so um, we're shuffling how we structure this learning journey into these, like I said, micro courses, sprints. And so we've been teaching all these topics. Again, I can, I can just ramble them off, right? From, from user research, which is always thing one, to validation, um, like building MVPs, running tests, experimentation, um, to things like positioning, to things like fundraising, to things like marketing, to things like finance. And so we're taking all of the ways that we've taught them in the past and now packaging them up. So actually the first sprint that we're running, we're running next week, you know, as of recording this, um, and it's a fundraising sprint. And it's, it's, it kind of became clear to us that a year and change into our journey, we had fellows from cohorts one, cohorts two, cohorts three, who were all now getting ready to fundraise. Um, and so we said, let's run it back for them. They already did some fundraising. They already did some learning in their, in their, in their cohort, in their, in their, when they joined the fellowship. Um, but now they need it again. They need it in a very specific kind of concentrated way. So we're running fundraising next week. Um, we're building a research sprint, that validation sprint, the positioning sprint. Some of these core topics are, are at the top of our backlog. And, um, but from there, we're really out to learn what topics do entrepreneurs need to learn? Is it leadership? Is it hiring? Is it, is it I don't know, growth marketing, sales? I mean, those are all the ones I'm pretty sure we need, but what else, right? We're really excited to build what entrepreneurs need and do it in this new way. This really resonates with me. I, I ran a, a startup in China for five years. Well, I guess uh, eventually we got... Uh, uh, further than uh, startup level, but uh, yeah, initially uh, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, a 21 year old starting a, a startup, and you know, you get out of uh, university with this vibe of yeah, let, let's start a startup, but you really don't know anything about the world. And there, like reality hits hard. Like I know nothing now. <laughs> I need like a fast track to learn all of this. Uh, and uh, yeah, breaking it up in all the uh, uh, various different sprints and, and whatnot seems like a great idea because in, in, in a certain moment, you need something specifically and you need it now. 
how long do you think uh, sprints are going to be uh, lasting, actually? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's what, whatever it takes to teach the topic, but, but this gets into a little bit of how we've refined and, and really um, you know, yeah, refined our pedagogy, right? How we teach entrepreneurship. I think, um, I don't think entrepreneurship has been taught well, right? You know, in one world, you might go to business school. <laughs> and I don't, I can, you know, it's easy to list off why that's not a great idea to become an entrepreneur, to take on debt, to spend two years. They're not really, you know, one of your 10 classes might be an entrepreneurship class. Um, there's obviously some good things about going to business school. You get an amazing community. You get some time apart to go like work on things. So there's some good parts about it, but it's really not a great fit for the vast majority of, of entrepreneurs. Um, and then you flip the other side, like what you just mentioned, which is just like trial by fire, just learn by doing. And um, I think the way that happens in practice, like maybe you just literally go at it, you know, face first, just jump in. Um, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs are um, thinking, man, I'm jumped in. I'm kind of over my head, right? This is, this is a lot harder than I thought. I need, what do they say? They, I need an accelerator. I need, I need a home. What they're really saying is I need a home. I need something around me. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I think most people think about, at least in the venture world, is, is an accelerator. And, and accelerators have been probably the best thing for most founders for over a decade, right? Since 2005 when YC launched, yeah. um, it's an amazing model, right? It's, it's community driven, there's education, there's mentorship. Um, yes, there's financing as well, right? That's always part of the process. But you know, one of our big like why moments, like why day one, why now, is that I think accelerators have, um, they're, I won't say they've reached their max, but entrepreneurship has expanded so far beyond accelerators right? Um, accelerators are still not, are, are now just a tiny little portion of the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And for the vast majority of founders, the first step is not an accelerator. It can't be. You don't know enough. You haven't built enough of your business. Um, if, if somebody, this is, this is a point I, I like to make. If somebody's first step is an accelerator, it's actually not their first step. Their first step was to work yeah. at a startup for five years. They apprenticed with an experienced entrepreneur. They built a network of their friends and their peers. They 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 under they tried they probably tried a dozen ideas. They probably tinkered on the side. They did things. They did all the things that we have you do in day one, frankly. So they did those things on their own, and plenty of people do that for sure. Um, and then when they decide to man, now I'm going to go for it, they jump into an accelerator. Or maybe you did that in in, in undergrad, right? Maybe. You, some universities create that, that experience as well. But I think for the vast majority of folks who are coming out of, you know, they're coming out of a professional job, they're coming out of yeah. university, they're switching careers. Heck, you could be an IT specialist, you could be a consultant, yeah. you could be a banker, anything in between. Um, and there is a journey. You have to go through this learning journey. You have to build these networks. You have to try on these new skills. You have to learn new mindsets. Almost everything you learned to succeed in school or your job will not help you succeed as a founder. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like mind blowing the different things you need to be good at. And you probably bring one or two skills over. You might be a good builder. You might know yeah. how to talk to customers. You might be a marketer, but that's where then, but then you have to be good at 10 other things. Yeah. 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 And you have to suffer through the craziness, the ambiguity, the ups and the downs, 
like it's going to be lonely you're going to get punched in the face like all those so all that to say it makes sense that people i, I took your one question of like how long are sprints and went into a, a crazy discussion here because i think it's really a bigger question of like how does somebody learn entrepreneurship right? yeah yeah and, yeah no that was great um, and uh and i, I did want to like uh, uh when you were speaking about all the various areas, I did want to uh, get back to you on something there because um, yeah. in, in community building, you know, uh, there's, um, there's the geographical aspect and there's the area of your, uh, of your enterprise. Expertise. Yeah, aspect, your, your sector, your industry. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. And um, I mean, back in China, I, I, I remember how, how important it was to have a community of uh, foreign founders in China. Yeah. And as much as um, uh, people doing uh, entrepreneurship elsewhere might have been able to give me some really good advice on like how to run a business and whatnot, but there were many things that were specifically related to the location I was in. So how are you going yeah. about this? Are you uh, taking geography into consideration? Are you taking industry into consideration? Even uh, when it comes to mentors, which is something I did yeah. want to start uh, asking you about, but community yeah. and mentors. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. Um, I think, so as geography goes, you know, the fact that it's virtual is allows us to be anywhere. And, um, but there's, there's, there's you know, some of the lines exist around time zone and your availability. And of course, around just the differences, right? So we've definitely been US centric. Um, I would say Europe becomes our next market just because it's closest in terms of time zone and probably the closest in terms of market dynamics. Um, but folks join from India quite a bit, from the Middle East, um, China's a little bit tough on a time zone perspective. And I think we would probably have to be very, very specific from a yeah. ecosystem perspective as well. So, so no, that right now we've solved it um, kind of just by starting where we've started. Um, but, you know, there's nothing that prevents us from being, you know, this is our ambition, right? To be a global institution, right? And in a way that I don't think colleges, I mean, colleges create global brands but they don't really create global reach, right? Um, yeah. And 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 so I think you know we're in a new era of education where the higher ed institutions are probably at least on a plateau, if not a decline, from a you know like how relevant is it to go to relevant is it to go to college or business school um, versus like what are these new forms of education? So all that to say, yes, we we, we will have to and, we, and we'll get there to take a regional approach for all the reasons right so build out a team in europe build out a team in middle east build out a team in um east asia south asia um you know oceania i'm excited to do that that's a little bit of our you know years three through yeah. seven growth strategy um, sounds, sounds really exciting uh, just a quick question there uh, just to get some uh, uh, uh some uh, um uh, particular question on sure. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, uh, on, uh, about which not everyone might agree. But what do you think? Do you think um, uh, universities and tertiary education still has a role to play in entrepreneurship education, or do you think uh, they have a really they're going to have a really difficult time in keeping that role? Yeah, I think they're going to have a difficult time, frankly. Um, and you know it's not big, it's not because they can't well it's not because they shouldn't it's just because i don't think they they will do well to shift yeah. towards what entrepreneurs need 
Um, they absolutely should. And a lot of them are trying their darndest, right? There's a lot of great entrepreneurship kind of like centers and hubs, sort of like non-curricular, like they're not the class. Like, so there's, they're, they're, they're definitely leaning into some of the community side. I've seen those do well. I've actually seen universities try to create courses and classes for entrepreneurship yeah. and it just doesn't jive. It doesn't jive with the grading system. It doesn't jive with semesters. It doesn't jive with, um, you know, to learn entrepreneurship is to learn by doing. It's to be very iterative and even to fail and start again. And um, those are just like concepts that don't really work and like push you along a, a conveyor belt. Do you, so do, you much do you think there might be a market in providing services to universities, especially for example, for uh, PhDers who have uh, business ideas or something like this? And uh, have you thought- thousand percent, thousand percent, thousand percent. I think, you know, we see universities as one of our most natural partnership points, right? For all those reasons, right? Whether it's grad students commercializing their technology or their research, undergrads who just aren't getting enough entrepreneurship because, because um, again, the, the, the things that matter to teach entrepreneurship or rather to learn entrepreneurship are about being amongst entrepreneurs and, and tr putting, trying things on, taking the shot, and then having the mentors and the guidance and the learning sort of much more, um, you know, just in time, right? At the right moment, right? And so that's what we're building. We're building this ecosystem such that when you need the right mentor, they're available. When you need the right sprints, when you need to learn product, when you need to learn fundraising, it's there for you now, not next year, next semester, but, you know, next week or next yeah. month. So, yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't think secondary education is really set up for that. And it's also very expensive. And that's a, at least in the US, that's a problem. That yeah, yeah. It's um, not going away anytime yeah. soon. So, yeah. How about mentors? Can you tell me a little bit about mentors? Yeah, you asked about that. So we've, you know, in a lot of ways, the, the, we jump-started our community by bringing in just awesome people who are experienced founders, who are investors, um, the sort of service providers, folks who are um, you know, just experts at their crafts, right? Whether it's branding or, 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 you know, software development, whatever it might be, right? So all the people that you as an entrepreneur want around you. And so we've had them on our bench and in our kind of orbit really since day one of day one. And we've done a lot of different ways to get them connected, right? Um, we've, we've tried probably a little bit of everything, right? From making one-on-one -on -one matches to putting people into small rooms, based on topics to hosting, you know, broader AMA sessions and just, you know, just, just workshops. Um, and I think we're probably still experimenting with all those different ways, right? Um, I do think ultimately um, when I boil down, you know, we try to, we're basically trying to productize education, right? And so I do think there's, there's learning moments where it's kind of like, you do need to soak in a broader topic taught by a, a, an expert and then go try it out yourself, right? So that's where we combine maybe a workshop or maybe even a sprint led by a mentor with all the other things we do, the accountability, the, the, the working sessions, all the different ways that you put it into practice um, with that more like, man, I'm just stuck. Where do I get help from somebody who understands the CPG business I'm building, who understands? And that's where, whether it's actually a fellow who's two steps ahead of you, or a mentor, that's where one-on-one -on -one matching. So yeah, we've, we've actually, in our most recent kind of evolution of our community platform, have um, started using a matching software that helps connect mentors and fellows to each other 
um, based on those needs, right? And so we're adding essentially liquidity as we grow our community and grow our mentor community. Um, but I guess the last thing I'll say is we actually do treat our mentors like they're a part of our community, right? They're not just like a pipeline, like a resource. Um, we're very much building for them as much as we're building for the fellows. Now it's maybe a little secondary just because of the way the business goes, but we very much see the broader ecosystem as like a hyper important part of the fellowship experience. And so, and so yeah, there's mentors hanging around day one all the time. Um, they fill that, I have a question, I need an expert, let me ask it sort of service. And, um, and, and yeah, you know, beyond that, it has to happen organically, right? I can't yeah. help you build a relationship, yeah. but if you have a great, a great idea and you start to connect with a certain mentor, like we just want to create the like room for serendipity and the room for those interactions. Okay, sure. So uh, this kind of uh, uh, entails the topic or, or brings about the topic I was going to ask you about, um, uh, which is uh, what are your training techniques? Can you uh, yeah. delve into some of the pedagogy, both... Uh, you, you've spoken quite a bit about the soft skills. Uh, perhaps you want to take um, take uh, one of the programs, either the the holistic program that you used to run, uh, or the the uh, more narrow programs and focused programs yep. that you're, you've begun running now. I don't know which one you'd like to pick as an example, but to give like a, a breakdown yeah. of like techniques for hard skills and soft skills. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think I would reference what we're um, building now, these, these more focused sprints and, and actually the, the fundraising sprint we're running next week is a really good example of this. So, um, you know, the first thing that we've, you know, in a lot of ways learned, giving away our trade secrets is the resolution, we call it high resolution learning, right? And meaning you need to have, you need to learn, learners need to be taught the right thing when they're ready, right? So, um, so just like, this is the problem with K through 12 education. Everyone goes through at the same speed and some are going too slow and some are going too fast. And it's a little, there's only, anyway, we all get it. So, um, so what we're trying to do, same with entrepreneurship, it's a kind of different thing. Entrepreneurs are at all different stages. Some are moving quickly, some are moving slowly. Some are gonna stay in the research phase for a long time. Some are gonna stay in the fundraising phase for a long time, um, but some are gonna go through it quickly. So. First and foremost is we want to give entrepreneurs what they need when they need it. And so that's how we're, we're unbundling all of these topics in this curriculum. So that's thing number one, that like you solve half the battles by just getting entrepreneurs in the right mindset and the right um, timing. Uh, it's mindset, but it is also about when, the other half of the timing question about is, is, is about having entrepreneurs, founders ready to put the things into practice, right? So you really yeah. can't learn entrepreneurship by just book learning. And in fact, everything that could be said in a book has been said in a book, a podcast, an article, we're probably doing it right now. Like it's all out there, right? And it, not, you know, maybe it's inspiring, maybe it gets you curious, but it doesn't close the loop in terms of like, I've practiced it, um, I got feedback and I'm gonna improve the next time I do it. Because yeah. it's like learning a, it's a skill. It's like, it's literally like learning a sport more than like learning a subject, right? The stuff to learn, you can watch Steph Curry shoot basketball, basketballs all day. Yeah. You kind of know yeah. how to do it, but until you practice it a thousand times, you don't have muscle memory. You don't know how to react when something happens, when someone defends you. Like it's literally more like a sport where you learn a little bit of the principle 
And then you practice it with a coach telling you more and more nuanced and, and kind of taking you deeper and deepening your skills. And so in a sprint, that's a lot of how we think about it. So just, just take our fundraising sprint. It's a one week sprint. There's a session every day for five days. So it really is a sprint. It's tight, it's packed. The, the topics are the ones that you'd expect. You wanna talk about like an overview, like should you be fundraising? What is venture capital? You wanna talk about the, the story you need to tell. You wanna talk about the process you need to run. Standard stuff, it's in books. We tell you which books to read. But what we do in the sprints is we talk beyond that, right? And so what we do is we bring in experts who have real life learnings. We bring ourselves who have real life learnings. And in a lot of ways, it's like, it's a little more like this. It's a little more casual and riffing and it's answering questions from the audience because we're going deeper where the real nuance lies. And exposing two or three stories of how it's been done kind of recently in real life is way more relevant than any book answer. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so first is high resolution. Second is, is like kind of real life nuance, ins and outs. And then I'd say just, just real fast to, to end it with the third one, it, it's about putting it into practice, right? And so the, the, the last day of our sprint is just turning the tables and everyone is pitching, not necessarily they're like full pitch deck, but they're just, they're getting into rooms with each other. We do put a mentor an expert and investor usually into that room and they get to try it out, right? Um, we give them all the tools and they can share it out on our platform to say, hey, here's the hundred investors I'm gonna reach out to. Can you, does anyone know more of these people? Does anyone have an intro to make? So we make it really practical and then it kind of all flows. Yeah, um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It sounds, it sounds like a great plan. By the way, um, uh, I think um, you were mentioning you might be able to show something about one of your- uh, Yes, screens. yeah, yeah. Let me show you um, a little bit here. Let me share my screen. Or yeah, please. Heartbeat. And what I'm sharing here is actually um, our kind of overall community platform. So we um, use a system called Heartbeat and it allows us to do everything, again, the community side, the learning side, the connection side, um, all happen in one platform. So it's better than Slack in that sense. It's better than Teachable in that sense. Um, and so what you see here is, you know, it's like Slack, it's our fellowship channels, it's, you know, sectors, it's stages, just things like, you know, getting your idea roasted, um, regions. So all the different things you'd expect when it comes to, um, you know, a, a community, it's early in the morning. So, so we don't have a ton of activity today, but, you know, we have people posting about yeah. Squarespace designers, about launching their MBTs. You know, next to it um, is is where we host our essentially is our LMS, right? Our learning management system, where we host our content, both the content for sprints specifically, the kind of curriculum content, and just the broader content, whether it's recordings that um, sessions that we do that we're recordings, decks from those sessions, different curated playbooks, different things like that. So this is just the home to lots and lots and lots of stuff. The resource libraries itself huge when it comes to all the different topics, and so. Like I kind of mentioned in the pedagogy side of things, it's not too hard to have the library of articles and podcasts, but that's, it's necessary, but it's not nearly sufficient, right? And so it's the activity and getting definitely. you at the right time. And definitely, so definitely. An, another kind of sprint that we run is, we actually run this for everybody who joins is, is a kickoff sprint. Yeah. So um, the kickoff sprints, 
is basically an orientation, right? You join and we hit the kind of core entrepreneurial topics that every entrepreneur needs to kind of simmer in and learn. Um, we um, kind of get you integrated into the community and it's sort of, again, like, like school, you go through orientation before you um, kind of pick your class, class load, right? So there's a little bit of that where you go through our kickoff sprint and then you jump into the next sprint and the next sprint and the next sprint. Um, so yeah, that's how we run things. Well, so anyone, who joins, just... anyone who joins any of the one sprints is then uh, joined into the community basically? Yeah, so we do it the other way. And actually, this is this is a, a bit of a, um, a, you know, it's a good kind of tie into sort of how we think about day one as a business, right? Because um, I do think we're pioneering some new ways to do school. So uh, we, we've debated and we discuss just like selling courses, right? Kind of like, you know, cohort based courses are a thing now, you know, you can buy a course on Udemy, whatever it might be. It's our hypothesis, it's my philosophy that um, there's way, the, by com combining the community, the education, and the kind of network and the ecosystem, um, those pieces are greater than the sum of their parts, right? It's, it, and it's actually what entrepreneurs need, right? Entrepreneurs don't really need to take another video course on user research, right? They need to do user research when they're doing user research with people around them, with mentors, they need what we're offering. So, um, so we actually only, at least for now, offer kind of one way in. So you apply and you join the fellowship, you go through our orientation kickoff sprints, and then you have access to all the different um, sprints that we're building. So you get, it's a membership, it's, it's membership to a community. So it's like, um, it's like joining Soho House, but it's about entrepreneurship and, and your journey. Um, in the future, I think we can do all sorts of fun stuff, like taking the bits and pieces that are really effective and really yeah. well honed and turn them into other ways to, you know, consume it. Maybe it's a video course, maybe it's a what, platform that we share, but what, what have you received the most positive feedback on? What are the things that pe every person who's joined uh, day one uh, has always said like, oh, I found so much value into this and this. Yeah, um, I mean, it's really the community, whether it's the peers and how just like when we throw people into the room together. So, so we take really special care to make the, the virtual community kind of meaningful, right? Yes, like yes, and we, that's, we all have that's Zoom a lot fatigue. of work. Yeah, we all have Zoom fatigue. And so, and so how do you kind of expose people to each other in fun ways and, you know, get them, oh, that's what you're working on. Let's talk offline, and then and then you go. And now you have a yeah. new connection. Um, honestly, people become friends and they build relationships. So it's really the community. The mentors, of course, um, are just excellence, and they just are. You know, they just know their stuff inside and out. They're so willing to give. And so, I mean, really, first and foremost, it's that. But then again, I'd say it's maybe not everybody because the the learning journey is is of course. Um, everyone's coming from a different spot, right? But we, I love it and it happens far too often to count the aha moments that people have, right? The aha moments of, so oftentimes it's like, I just don't know enough about my idea. I need to go do this research thing that Andrew's talking all about, right? I need yeah. to spend yeah. time validating this idea yeah. before I spend money on developing it. Um, so in some ways, it's kind of like things that you'd expect, but when they just, they just hit viscerally, right? Um, 
So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's the things that we've leaned. So that's why, you know, we kind of have that hypothesis. We got lucky that the first hunch we had was pretty much right. And now we're just making it better and better and better and better yeah. as we go. Um, so, so, so um, let's shift a little and do tell me uh, about this progression that you've had. How did the business uh, come about yeah. the story behind it? And uh, what have been the few stages that you've been through? Absolutely. So I'll take you back, not too far, but just to say before I launched day one or sort of as day one was percolating for me, you know, that the journey of, man, is that a like, good idea? Um, I was working at my own, not my own, I was working at a venture capital firm. I was actually at a venture studio. So we were, so I, I had a really great job where I was working with entrepreneurs to build and launch new startups. And we had a funds that would invest in them, um, an amazing gig. Um, where I really learned, I learned the process I, I, and, I, and I built the process. I built the system and the structures and the tools and we had it, we literally had a launch pad, right? But the big kind of shift for me was one, it was kind of COVID happened and everyone went remote and everything changed in terms of, man, how are people getting access to these resources and these communities? But in the big picture, it was, how do you democratize access to this? Um, how do we support not just 10 entrepreneurs at a time, like most accelerators do, but a hundred and then a thousand and let's keep going, right? So once I got that question in my mind, it just started to be like, let's try this new model, right? Let's try this paid fellowship model. Um, this was when On Deck was just getting started as well. And so I saw them one or two steps ahead of us um, doing some interesting stuff. And it really did inspire me to say, I think we can do that with our own twist. and where they are focused on community and they have the Silicon Valley vibe. We are gonna be focused on education and the sort of New York vibe where it's professionals who are advertisers and bankers and lawyers now launching startups, right? These people who are not, they're very, very, very talented. They're coming from, but they're coming from outside the ecosystem, right? And so this was in the, the kind of spring to summer of 2020. Um, and then we launched, um, I should say that my co-founder Rahul um, joins me in between when I first launched our very first landing page. He actually signed up to join day one because he was literally in that moment. He was, he was the customer. He was ready to start a business. He was looking for his people, his, his tribe. And I had met him from a while back. He saw my LinkedIn, but he DMs me and said like, hey, I have a lot of insights for you. I'm on this journey. And it became, you know, we started working together. Um, and it just <laughs> took weeks. Um, so he joined a up. non-typical story. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and I and 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 I think there are. I mean, we won't make this a lesson on finding co-founders, but you know, <laughs> having mo having momentum and doing something yeah. is the best way to attract a co-founder who's a really good fit because it means, in some ways, attracting a customer as a co-founder is one of the best ways to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. So big part of our joint of the, the day one story is when Rahul joins and it kind of gave us a boost. Um, but we launched our first cohort in September of 2020, which feels like forever ago. Um, and, and it was this sort of like one thing cohort model. And we've since run, we now run six cohorts. Um, about 250 fellows have come through the program. And we're now kind of, we've always shifted a little bit and now we're shifting quite a bit. Um, in terms of these, you know, better ways to structure the learning journeys and the better ways to structure the ongoing community. Um, 
other big milestones along the way. So we, we actually basically bootstrapped the business for about a year, um, actually more than a year, but it was in the summer of 2020, rather summer of 2021, a year into the business that we looked at each other and said, that, you know, this is working, let's take a shot, right? Um, we weren't prior selling this like huge vision. We're just like wanting to support founders. But when we step back and we could just see the market opportunity and what it would be like to scale this kind of education program, we're like, we can do this. We can be in the next General Assembly or the next um, Udemy or whatever it might be, a, a platform that does things differently for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship in general. Um, so we kind of set out, I, you know, again, I won't spend all the time talking about our fundraise, but we raised um, a pre-seed round, um, a million dollar round. Zenny Kelly was one of our earlier believers in that. Um, but, but I'm really proud to say that our first believers were our mentors and our fellows, literally fellows who um, put, you know, small angel checks into day one. Then we had um, some ed tech specialists like Zanna Kelly and 27 Ventures come in, which was um, really, really um, kind of accelerating because it's like these people know what they're talking about. <laughs> and then we had um, Antler Global, actually. So a global accelerator program said, hey, we can work together, right? This is actually a, a very good thing. And we're like, I, I agree, right? Like, you're going to keep doing what you're doing, but let's innovate. And then finally, our big announcement was that Gary Vaynerchuk closed out our round. And so what he brought is, of course, um, a megaphone, <laughs> right? And yeah. an amazing expertise when it comes to business building. He's, you know, he's, but he's built a brand. Um, I mean, so he's built businesses, but he's also built a brand and, and brings an audience of really the customer we want to reach, which yeah. is yeah. not just the Silicon Valley tech bro, but entrepreneurs across the world, hustlers, young people, old people, everything in between. And so um, we think we have a pretty amazing team behind us. Um, we have all sides covered. We got the capital. We grew our team a little bit. I mean, we're not huge and all. We're six people right now. But we're putting all this effort into these new programs. Um, we're doubling down on our community. And, um, and actually, you know, with Antler and Gary Vee in particular, we're working on new programs together. So, ah, yeah, um, yeah. What's, uh, what's, uh, what did he find of uh, day one's pedagogy that uh, alerted him? And uh, what is he contributing from a, a training standpoint? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it, I mean, it really was like, you know, like-minded philosophies, right? Where um, he's speaking to just do it, get in the game, like learn by doing. And we're kind of bringing the other side of like, well, we're here to help you, right? And, and it's democratized. It's not, it's not sexy entrepreneurship. Like it's, it's not um, exclusive entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's for everybody. And so really, really philosophically aligned. And then um, what's uh, part of what we're really going to do and the way we're going to be working with Gary as well as... Um, lots of other downstream institutions is, you know, day one is, is an amazing group of people. And these and people are going to be doing their, their own amazing things, but they can also be working with amazing collaborators and amazing partners. So working with Gary, working with Antler, working with Human Ventures, working with Zana Kelly, right? And so 
um, there's kind of like, as much as there's an ecosystem that we're tapping into, we're creating now our own sort of center of gravity that others are pulling from. Yeah. And so it's a flywheel that we're spinning. And so, and so, yeah, we're just working on some of those programs with Gary um, and his team. The VaynerX team is really amazing. Um, if you don't know it, Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> has a very broad um, um, set of businesses and a team um, underneath the umbrella of VaynerX that do all sorts of stuff. And, yeah. um, and so we're, we're, we're kind of leaning into that um, um, to help them. Can you, do. can you disclose a little bit about pricing? So day one, absolutely. So the last thing, the last shift we made in pricing was we shifted from a one-time fee for this cohort experience to now it's a membership model, right? Okay. Which, which, is, um, which is better for every founder because it means what you get doesn't end. It's now consistently delivered. You know, it's a yearly membership, but you know, for as long as you're a member in, in, of, the, of the fellowship. And so um, joining is actually very, very affordable if I think about it. I'm, we're certain to raise the prices at some point, but it's just $9.99 for an entire year's worth of access. And the way we're running it, and we're kind of committed to running this um, into the future is it's, it's an all access pass right you come in you get access to the community you get access to the mentors access to the sprints and all the curriculum access to the partners right we're not nickeling and diming people inside um and that's because sort of how community community is just a multiplier right we absolutely um want to work with the best really talented entrepreneurs right whether they're they look like and they're whether whether they're overlooked or whether they're kind of from the ecosystem already kind of doesn't matter to us um but the community matters and we want to make it accessible um and we want to invest in it so yeah a membership model makes makes the most sense yeah. 9.99 is is uh your all access pass to the day wow. one ecosystem um wow, yeah, wow, wow. access to mentors like gary access to mentors like um and we go just the you know the venture community the the the, the experts who know design and, and software yeah. development the whole yeah yeah else. wow yeah yeah no that sounds uh, definitely affordable uh, now um, there's been uh, quite a few you you've explained quite a lot how you've changed day one uh, uh, by getting the feedback from your previous cohorts and uh, yeah. uh, things they found uh, uh, most value from. Uh, and uh, it seems like you're, you're constantly like thinking how to uh, uh, really make day one an even better experience from people who are already very happy from uh, about the value they got from day one. Now, uh, what's what's coming up? What are the next announcements and the next yeah. steps uh, that uh, listeners can be uh, looking out for and uh, uh, that they should really be enticed to join day one? What's coming yeah, up? Absolutely. So the next announcement from a date perspective is that we're launching our seventh cohort um, in May. Actually, May 1 is the launch date. Um, works out very nicely on that front. But um, that are you is still going picking, to be just... Are, are you still taking people for that? Yes, yeah. So we do a rolling application. So even if you apply, you know, April 27th, you know, you know, there might not be a seat in May 1, but you should just apply, right? Um, we, we are very much um, a rolling continuous um, application funnel as well as the ongoing community, right? But we do batch people into starts. And that's just because it kind of creates the kind of tighter knit community. You kind of have your cohort amidst the broader 
fellowship community. And so, and so May 1 is the date to look out for. Um, it, it, it includes the kickoff sprint that we've been running now um, for our last cohort, this kind of introduction um, to entrepreneurial mindsets, these core fundamentals, as well as the, the ecosystem and the community. And then what we're building out now is these new sprints, which will be paced out over the year, really, um, around fundraising, positioning, products, research. Um, if you have a topic, you could ask us and we'll probably be able to build it in three months. So we're in that stage of reshuffling um, and building out these this curriculum, essentially. Um, but yeah, May 1 is the date. So kind of mark on your yeah. calendars. Joindayone.com is the website to go check it out. Um, we are um, launching actually a new brand very soon, which is fun for us and I think for the world because it better represents... Um, our style and we just have a lot of awesome stories from fellows and a lot of um yeah just kind of like highlighting the people in our community sounds um, very exciting really day one yeah so, it is it's exciting times <laughs> join day one on may one and uh uh and then we're all going to be following uh what's uh, what's coming up because it seems like uh you're not short of ideas definitely and uh you're not short on uh, great feedback on uh, uh all the uh, various experiences that you've launched and that you continuously launch. I'm uh, really impressed. Uh, well, I've been following you for uh, a little bit, of course, and uh, uh, all the movement that uh, has been behind the day one is really impressive. So, um, yeah, I Thank obviously you. Thank look you. forward. Look, I obviously look forward to uh, see the next few things coming up. And uh, yeah, thanks for being with us today, Andrew. It's been uh, it's been fun to chat to you. Luigi, thank you for having me. Um, Zena Kelly is, uh, is, is, is always uh, a great place to be. And so, yeah, thanks for having me. Exciting to, uh, to, to riff a little bit today. Appreciate you.